What's going on, pro wrestling fans and downloaders? If you have hit that download button, I want to just say to you, finally, we are back with episode two of The Hard Camera. It's me, it's your every night delight, Levi Garrett. And I'm super excited for this week because after a long little spurt of getting the first episode all gung-ho and ready to go, we're hitting the ground running with episode two. Episode one just hit Apple Podcasts and Spotify and LegionPodcast.com yesterday, but we're not taking any moment to bask in, in our glory, pun to Keith Lee. We are hopping right into it. So with that being said, I want to welcome my compadre, my side man, my, uh, my buddy that is reeking of pure awesomeness i want to welcome mr Cortland ditto what's up Cortland? what's up levi man how you doing i'm good man living the dream how are you i am doing awesome man i heard that i heard that have you re-listened to the show yet i have listened to it two times three times four <laughs> times five times five times five times five times, five oh, times yeah. wcw champ oh yeah <laughs> i heard that man that's cool I, I was super pumped to get the text message yesterday saying it was posted onto the legion podcast page and then yes. i got the message from you saying that it had hit uh apple podcast so yes, it's sir. a good feeling so so guys, uh, here we are again. I hope that you are just as excited to hear your, hear our voices as we are to hear our voices, uh, because this week we've got a pretty uh, pretty neat show planned. We were talking, we were going over a couple things we wanted to do for the episode, and uh, we decided that me and Cortland are going to have this a little uh, fun competition. We're going to have a fantasy warfare where we have took the time to create our own pay-per-view. And we took that into account and we took, we made everything from the name of the pay-per-view all the way to the the place we're going to hold it and everything. And uh, we took five matches, took five matches to do for the show from a, a rumor around the rumor mill is that Cortland did a couple more, but hey, he's an overachiever. You know. <laughs> but we took five matches of any wrestler from any promotion in any generation ever. Ooh. What do you think? How hard was it, man? It was hard, but I, I think with yours and I think with mine, both of them are going to sound, uh, how does Booker T say it? Good. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was. It was hard because I, I have a lot of dream matches. And so coming up with just five was a chore for sure. Man, mine's so mixed and matched. You're going to be like, what the hell? Hey, they're good matches. <laughs> hey, they're good matches. It's all right, man. I And we did. We went the whole nine with this, guys. So we, we, we made the matches and we put a build up and then we put how we thought the match would go and who would win. And we're going to just break down every match so that you guys can take a journey into our minds and see where our dream matches are. What kind of dream matches we can concoct in our crazy-ass brains. But with that being said, man, I say... We hit the ground running and get down to it. What do you think? Oh, let's do it, man. All right, guys. Well, hey, we got a couple. We got to take a few minutes to hear a word from our sponsors. And I actually have a sponsor for you to uh, present right now. And it's from a, a company that uh, has graced me to be a part of it. So I want to ask everybody, all you bearded listeners out there, are you looking to take your beards to the next level? All the uh, oils and balms you're using, just not cutting it? then you need to try the Beard Struggle. I've tried numerous brands over the years, and while they still smell amazing, my beard still tends to feel dry about halfway through the day. But when I tried the Beard Struggle, after just one use, my beard instantly felt softer and healthier, and it was ready to go for the whole day. You can get anything from oils to bombs to brushes to a one-of-a-kind beard mask to use that is fused with mud from the Dead Sea, and it really amps your beard's life and puts that, that softness into the old man mane. But if you have a beard, then you need to try this brand. You need this brand in your life. So quit wasting time and head over to thebeardstruggle.com. And as my gift to you, use coupon code FOREVERANDALWAYS15 to get an exclusive 15% off your order. That's the number four ever, the and symbol, ALWAYS15 at the checkout. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? 
destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hell Ming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Breaking 2? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? <laughs> <laughs> We might destroy the planet if it's flashed <laughs> My life fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos. Ruined dreams. Wasted land. But most of all, I remember the podcasts. The man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time. A time when the doomsday clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find The Witch versus the Doomsday Clock podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening! Hey, pro wrestling fans, welcome back. Cortland Ditto here. Got my buddy Levi Garrett. And we are about to, uh, I guess, Levi, take these people into some awesome matches. See what's going on with these dream matches that we have, right? Let's get after it, man. I'm, I'm excited. These these pay-per-views, I hope they make, make WWE and New Japan and all those promotions just look like crap. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> did you come up with an awesome name? Like, what'd you come up with? I did. Oh, am I starting this off? Yeah, sure. Okay, not, man. man. I just right, yeah. So, see, be be prepared, like you told me. <laughs> I heard that. All right, Scar. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I got a little carried away with my pay per view. I I I have a very creative mind when it comes to wrestling, and I just I I started writing stuff down, and then I was going back and writing down more stuff. So the name of my promotion that I came up with. I'm a huge fan of Greek mythology. Love Greek mythology, love Norse mythology, I love it all. Thor, Odin, Zeus, all of them. Mm -hmm. And I called my wrestling promotion the T.O.W., which is the Throne of Olympus Wrestling. Nice. And the title of my WrestleMania, or my pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, is Showdown of the Gods. And it's going to be at the Colosseum in Greece, which holds about 50,000 people. And then this is where I got a little carried away, and it's probably going to sound dumb to a lot of people, but the date that I wanted it to be done on was July 7th of 2026. And the reason for that is 776 BC was the first Olympic Games, which was dedicated to Zeus. So I thought that was just a cool little snippet to put in there for okay. the whole showdown of the gods. You yeah, know? right. But before I announce my first match, I want to hear what you called yours. Okay. Well, my name wasn't as 
cool as yours. I like your name, man. Appreciate we need, that. We need to collaborate on some stuff. Okay, uh, so <laughs> my promotion is called the All Stars and Legends Wrestling. Okay. And I named my, what did you say the name of your paper for you, right? Yeah, no. mine was the Showdown of the yeah, Gods. Yeah, the Showdown of the Gods, yeah. So I called mine Vision. I call it Vision, a different perspective of All-Stars. So that's the I whole... I like that. The, yeah, the name of it's Vision, but then the slogan that it says is a different perspective of All-Stars. So, and I decided to, you know, someone wants to go probably Madison Square Garden or, you know, the Pontiac Superdome or Silverdome or however Hulk Hogan. He, he messed it up so I can mess it up. But uh, yeah. I said that mine would be where they held... WWE held their 25th Royal Rumble anniversary, and that was in St. Louis at the Scott Trade Center. Well, now the Enterprise Center. I've seen many shows shows in that arena. Yes. So I just chose, you know, somewhere kind of like a modernized historic place in WWE. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. Mine mine was at first I didn't know what to call it, but I've been on this whole Greek mythology kick watching a lot of shows about that and I was like, you know what? Because originally I wanted to do it in Boston. I wanted to do it at Gillette Stadium because I'm uh-huh. a diehard Boston fan, sports fan. I mean Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, everybody. So I wanted to put it there, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get just crazy creative with it. So you heard it first from Levi. I mean, he's a freaking Patriots fan. So bet, bet your ass I am. So we went from talking to wrestling about the Patriots. So you all can hate him now. Um, oh, no. I love being <laughs> hated. Hey, heels, heels make better money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> so, man, what a... Uh, you want me to start it off with my first match, and then you go to yours, and we'll yeah, just roll like that? Let's roll, and let's talk about it. All right, guys. Well, this, I wrote down probably 10 matches and just broke it down to five that I really wanted to, I would love to see. Some that I could possibly see one day, some that I could probably never see. But my first one that I went with is I picked the Swiss Superman, Cesaro, and I pitted him against... Any Harry Potter fans out there, uh, they call him He Who Must Not Be Named. But this is my fucking show, and I'm saying it. Chris fucking Benoit, the rabid Wolverine. And I just, yeah, man, I had to go with this match because, could you imagine? Could you Could you imagine that? Man, that'd be so awesome. It really would. Yeah, it would. I mean, the thing about it is, is, and and with the buildup, with the buildup to the match, you're not going to get a whole lot. Because both men don't never really have that much to say. Benoit was never big into the promos or anything like that. And Cesaro, Cesaro actually has a lot of charisma. But he's never gotten a chance to really put it out there. So I think that if that, if the creative would give him the freedom, it would be up to Cesaro to carry this build up for this match to get people invested. But given how talented both of them are, I think that it would be like Benoit and Guerrero. The match would do the talking for the whole thing. Oh, man. They wouldn't even have to have anybody produce that match. They could go out there and just walk and talk and just throw on a hell of a match. Yeah, and I think they definitely would. I definitely think it would be up there. It would be like the Benoit-Guerrero match at ECW One Night Stand 05. Mm-hmm. That just, they had no plan. They just went out there and fucking tore the house down. Tore it down. Could you imagine Cesaro and Benoit coming out and both of them cracking their necks, how they do their own way? Yeah, man. <laughs> so let me ask you, Cortland, you've got my match. Who do you, how do you think this match would go? Man, I see someone like Benoit going over, but I could see him letting, you know, the young Cesaro go over. But I think it would be a hell of a match, man. I could see a lot of high-flying, though, you know, Cesaro doesn't do a lot of high-flying. But, I mean, dude, his strength is unbelievable, man. That suplex from the apron to the, you know, mat, that is... Oh, yeah, that deadlift suplex. Oh, my God, man. That is It's insane. And he's actually been said, like, by other wrestlers and stuff, they've said that he is the he's the single strongest guy on the WWE oh, roster yeah. right now. He could be doing a whole lot more than oh, being easily, in a tag man. with uh, Shinsuke. Which, I mean, Shinsuke's great in his own right, but, I mean, Cesaro, Cesaro needs, needs his own more, glory. man. Yeah. And, and it blows my mind that Vince can't get behind him for whatever reason because he's he's everything that Vince likes to put the belts on people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's jacked. He's freaking... He's got a good look. I mean, I loved his James Bond thing that he was doing Man, for a while. Man, that was my favorite from him. I loved that. Yeah. So, with this match, me, 
you know it's going to be highly technical. You know that they're just, it's going to be a lot of mat-to-mat wrestling. I mean, these guys both have, they are both technical gurus in the ring. I definitely think that it'll come down to just who is stronger whenever it comes down to that. And yes, Cesaro's got the strength, but if anybody remembers Benoit, it was for his resilience in any match he was in. That dude could go, and whenever you think he's dead, he comes back up and wins it. So for me, I got to give this match to Benoit. Same. Yeah, so so that would definitely be, it would be an awesome match. God, it'd be so amazing to see. And guys, let me just let me just put a disclaimer on this because I did say it earlier. You know, I know a lot of people have negative thoughts and negative opinions about Chris Benoit and the horrible tragedy that happened with him. But guys, I am a firm believer that Benoit, what happened to his family was horrible and it was terrible. But it does not it does not take away from the amazing career that that man had, the amazing matches and let me let me say this. I'm going to put this hashtag on this fucking show whenever I fucking post it. Hashtag Benoit for Hall of Fame. I agree. I've, I've been wanting that for so long. Him and Owen have been my top two that I've been wanting for so long. And I just, you know, we, we all have our we own opinions won't on get it. Either one. It, it was a horrible tragedy, but you cannot overlook this man's extraordinary career. You just can't. No, no. And it's the same with Owen, and it sucks that we we'll probably never will get that, but yeah. hey, I, maybe a hashtag will take me far. I mean, Davy Boy Smith had a hashtag for like yeah. 27 years, so... <laughs> hey, I hashtag Miss Elizabeth for Hall of Fame for a long time. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. We're still waiting on that. Oh, we're still waiting. <laughs> Alright, Cortland, so give me your first match. Alright. My matches may not be in order of the pay-per-view, but I'm just going to throw one of them out here. But mine is a faction versus a faction. I have the Hart Foundation with the four members back in the Attitude Era against DX. Now, this we've kind of seen that before, but I call this one the elimination match. And this match is for the battle of WWE supremacy. Because Ooh. if you think about it, yeah, you like that? Yeah. When you think about it, you remember how Bret Hart didn't like Shawn Michaels in some, you know, form, but it was because, you know, he thought that they were abusing the power of, you know, being on top of the company. And he thought that they were having that booking power and stuff like that. He called them a bunch of degenerates, you know, hence where the name came from. So I feel like, you know, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had their battles, but I think when you have the Hart Foundation with Owen and Bret and Davy Boy and you know, Jim the Anvil against Michaels and Triple H and, you know, Road Dog or, you know, X Pac, one of them, you know. So, man, what do you think? That'd be fun. Now, now, which, now you said you want DX to go against the Heart Foundation. What four members are you using from DX? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Uh, Triple H or Shawn Michaels with uh, X Pac and either Road Dog, Badass Billy Gunn. Yeah, okay, alright, so, man, that'd be a fun, the build-up would be the fun part to watch for that match. Oh my god, that would be so fun. I think that would steal the show more so than the match, because elimination matches are always fun, because you don't, when you get that many people into the ring, one fall just don't do it, because you don't really see the whole, um, you don't get to showcase all of your talents from each superstar, and I'm a, I've always been a one-on-one type of guy, so like, I've never been a big tag team fan, six-man tag or anything like that but then whenever you get into the elimination matches then I'm invested I'm like okay I get to see something from everybody kind of reminds you of like a you know traditional survivor series match you know you yeah. always want to know who's going to be left who's going to be the sole survivor you know who yeah gets absolutely. Eliminated how, so. absolutely so yeah um who do you think so, you got on that one me it's just gonna have to go from a pure fan standpoint for me so, like I said, the build-up to it would be amazing. Like, that would be the, the just the, the seriousness and badassness of the Hart Foundation because yeah. they're just, they're, they're roughneck as hell, oh, yeah. you know. They're all, all the Hall way, of Fames. Yeah, all the way to DX with their, you know, joking and their antics and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, it'd be fun. But oh, yeah. whenever it came down to the actual match, I don't think there's any other way that you can go with that match besides having it come down to Sean and Brett and... I would like to see, just from a dirty standpoint, because that's how DX always was, whoever's not in the match, you know, whether it be China or Billy Gunn or Road Dog, I want to see them get involved and cost Brett the match and have DX win. Yeah, I, I would have put DX over too. I, I think it might have been in a little bit of different fashion, but the way you put it was, was awesome. You know, that makes 
total sense, total, you know, booking sense. Well, hell, tell me how you'd end it, man. Oh, my God, man. I would probably... I would want, like I said, I'd want DX to go over, but I'd probably have it end in a no contest where it's gonna end, you know, China's pushing to help out, you know, Shawn Michaels, and you got Owen trying to push to help, and they, all of them are getting into it, you know what I mean? And I think it just, all of them just ends up in a big brawl. And it's you don't just think a, Danny Davis is gonna come back and get involved? Oh, Danny Davis. <laughs> <laughs> because you know that's what he did in WrestleMania three. I mm -hmm. mean... <laughs> Yeah, right. That's yeah. nice, though, man. That's a good way to start off right there. Oh, yeah. All right, so you ready for my second one? I'm ready, man. All right, so I, I don't know how many wrestling fans listening to this podcast will be familiar with this match because it was very short-lived. It, was, it wasn't used a whole lot, and it sucks because this is a promotion that I fucking fell in love with. I channeled Lucha Underground for this one. I did the Aztec Warfare ladder match, which, um, for anybody that doesn't know, it's seven superstars, and the wrestling, the first ever Lucha Underground champion, it was all, the the strap and the, the plates were all, had little sections for Aztec medallions. And they came up with this match to where every person, there would be seven matches, and the winners of each match would go on to a ladder match and fight for the first ever Lucha Underground Champion, and then they put the medallions in there, and the, the belt was fucking awful. It was terrible. That's why they came out with a new one. But the match was cool, and I like the idea behind it. Oh, so, man. so with this one, I this was hard, man, but I came up with Bandito versus Ricochet versus Keith Lee versus Brian Cage versus Will Ospreay versus AJ Styles and Cortland, just for you, versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. No, you didn't. I did, man. <laughs> did you really? I did, man. He's okay, in there. Well, we already know. First of all, Randy's going over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> elbow drops we, everybody. Okay. We know who Cortland. We know who Cortland's got in this match. <laughs> elbow drops to everybody. No, um, <laughs> oh, man, that's a real good one. And how dare you put Macho Man in there with those greats? Because as soon as you said Brian Cage, I went, <gasps> and then you said and Macho Man. I said, oh. I had to put. I, I'm very big on. I love ladder matches. Always have. I love, and I've. I love money in the bank ladder matches and I feel like every ladder match that you have you need to have some form of muscle in there you've got to have somebody that's just huge you know they don't ever win but it's nice to have them in there because you know that somebody's getting thrown through a fucking ladder oh yeah for sure so that's why I put Keith Lee and Brian Cage in there but then I put Bandito, who is one of the greatest high flyers in the business right now. And if you haven't watched this guy, go to YouTube. Google Pro Wrestling Gorilla and watch anything that has Bandito in it. But then I put Ricochet because, you know, Paducah born, man. You know, oh, you gotta yeah. you gotta put him in there. You gotta put the hometown boy, Will Ospreay. I mean, that's self-explanatory. That dude is unreal. And then, I mean, the phenomenal AJ Styles. You know, you can't you can't not have him on a card no matter what the fuck you're doing. I mean, he is the oh he is the greatest wrestler walking on two feet right now. He is Hands total down. main event. Main event for sure. And then I had to put Macho Man in there because Macho Man was such a he was so innovative in his time frame because he was pretty much he took the high flying to the next level. You oh, know, yeah. I mean he was he was he was high flying during that time because nobody else was doing it. All you got was a double axe handle every now and then. You know what I mean? Do you imagine the elbow drop from the freaking top of the ladder Eesh. on to Keith Lee? <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Macho Man would be uh, broken in half after hitting that Mack truck at the bottom. Oh yeah, for sure. But man, you yeah. got this build up, and I, and like I said, if you haven't watched an Aztec Warfare match, they're so cool. I mean, just the 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 idea of it, and so you got seven star-studded superstars who have already battled in their matches to win the Aztec medallions. And they're coming in to, this is another thing of me channeling too much creativity here, but the winner of this match is going on to to face the winner of my main event in this pay-per-view for the Medal of Mjolnir Championship. And yes, Mjolnir is Thor's hammer for anybody that's wondering. <laughs> so what do you think, man? You got this ladder match. You got all these superstars. Who you got in this match? You really got Macho, Macho Man? You know damn well I want to say it, but <laughs> gosh, you got to put him in there. Are we talking like a, a, a 1980s Macho Man? <laughs> Dude, I'm talking about um, Macho Man Randy Savage in his prime. Oh, man. He could take a beating, and he can give oh, a beating. But man, you got people like Hayes, and Ricochet, the strength of Keith Lee, the phenomenal one. Will <laughs> Ospreay, man, Will is just, oh, 
Man, I'm I'm having. Am I gonna be wrong <laughs> for saying Will? You keep saying Will. Am I gonna be wrong for saying that? No, man, that dude's that's he's the so fucking bad aerial ass, assassin. Though. Damn near past phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, that's the aerial assassin, and oh. I love his fucking Assassin's Creed gimmick. I mean, it's awesome. I'm going with Will. Sorry, Lee, oh. <laughs> it's all right, man. That's good. That's good, and that's that's why I was gonna talk to you about it because if you pick Macho Man for this match, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, he's great. He would be a great fit but my thing is macho man what scares me the most is you get into a ladder match you get into something like that macho man was such a perfectionist he had everything planned out before he ever fucking walked out there and the only downfall that that macho man had was when he when one thing would go wrong it was like a domino effect and he'd start he'd lose his temper and he'd freak out and then the whole match would just be thrown off so that's the only thing and there's so much stuff that can go wrong in a ladder match that's so true. that's the only thing that keeps me from saying that Macho Man would be the one to come down with the title. Next time, like, book one that he would for sure win. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it easier on you next time. But for me, you know that this thing, man, it's going to be high-flying. It's going to be knocked down. I mean, they're going to be dragging everybody out. I mean, and it's going to end with everybody laying. There's no question about it. But for me, you put this name in any any match, I mean, it's hard not to say that he's going to win. And I got to go with the phenomenal AJ Styles. I mean, Styles, I think that he would, after using, he's such an opportunist now. Like, he's such, he's got, I mean, he's so just always ahead of the game in all of his matches. And I think that would be the, the key to winning that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he'll go on. AJ Styles is going on to, my, uh, to the winner of my main event to face for the Medal of Mjolnir Championship. (laughs) So what you got, man? What's your next one? Good God. That was just action-packed. I don't even know if I can talk that. Um, We ain't even watching the match, and we're already exhausted. I know, right? (laughs) That's a good way to look at it. I got, like, another jam-packed match, okay? Okay. This match is kind of like... Um, if any of you have seen the World War 30s in WCW, kind of like that, but without the cage around it. But we're going to put, instead of three rings like World War 3, we're going to put four rings in a square shape. Good lord. So, yeah. And in one ring, you have Imperium. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome faction right there. Any of you watch NXT UK? I mean, you got, what, Barthel's the tag team champion, right? Yep, Mar- uh, yep. you got Eichner and Eichner. Barthel yeah. as uh, the... The tag team champions, and you got Walter, and then you got a uh, shit. What's his name? Jesus, um, dude that was in Sanity. Yeah, uh, that we're gonna shit. call him that dude that was in Sanity right now. Yeah, but yeah, you know there who we we're go. talking about. Yep, Eric <laughs> Young's brother. Yeah, <laughs> um, and all he needs is like the North American Championship, and then you have like what Undisputed Era did. Yep, which absolutely. Brings me to them Levi because in the other ring is them. They're the winners. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then in another ring. I have the Dark Order. Ooh, okay. And then in the other ring, you're not going to believe this. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm throwing it back. The Main Event Mafia. Ugh. So, and you know, the Main Event Mafia, you got, you know, your AJ Styles and your Nash and Booker T and Sting, Kurt Angle. Okay, all right. (laughs) So, and then this, surrounding all four rings that are put together in a square shape, you have Lumberjacks that consist of, (laughs) that consist of (laughs) Ace. Aces and Eights, NWO, and Raven's Nest. Oh, damn. All yeah. right, man. I, you know well, what? You that's just... that's funny. You did that for me with Macho Man. I knew you are a Ravens, you know, a Raven. Yeah, I almost said yeah, a Ravens. Man. Oh, I don't mean to say can... Ravens fan. A Raven can... fan. Yeah, I can dig that, man. That's so... you, you basically took You basically took the way out and then utilized every faction that you mm-hmm. could possibly re- utilize. I had to pick out four to five well four to six badass factions all and, right i mean even right. raven's flock in wcw i mean oh yeah raven's flock was awesome i mean you got you got a sick boy and then kidman kidman scratching yep. himself because he's got some kind of freaking scavies or and something had Lodi. yep Lodi. and then uh uh wasn't canyon in there as uh yeah i think he was yeah so yeah i mean you've got a damn you've got everybody out there aces and eights Oh, my God. That means you got the Dudleys out there surrounding the ring. Yeah. You got the NWO surrounding the ring. Well, I got to go, man. I mean, main event mafia, I think they're out. You're going to have Nash can't hop out of the ring that many times because he'll tear his quad. And (laughs) so he's out in the first, like, 30 seconds. 
So you can't use Nash in those days? Or are you talking about Nash today with Terry Quad? Nash period with Terry Quad. <laughs> that man's tore more quads than anybody in the world. Oh my God, you should see his before and after picture on Instagram sometime. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, damn. It comes down, for me, it comes down to the UE and Imperium. Because everybody that needs to know will know. I am a diehard Adam Cole fan. Here he goes. So we're going. And I'm, I got to, man. So we're going there, and we're going back to pretty much a rematch between NA, uh, Imperium and Undisputed Era. It should have had more of a more of a superstardom than what it did, if you ask me. It really should have. And it I'm actually wearing my that. Undisputed Era t-shirt right now, so I'm, you would. I'm definitely... Yeah, I'm actually going with the winners of this match after Adam Cole has taken out Walter... It is the Undisputed Era, and that is shocking the system. Adam Cole, baby. Yep. Well, Who do you got? I probably would have took it down to the Undisputed Era and Imperium 2, and it's funny because Adam Cole and Walter would be my final two just because those two, man. I mean, just watching Walter's matches with Pete Dunne, oh my gosh, talk about jam-packed freaking action after action like that that was awesome so walter hey, can hang don't in the exclude ring. don't exclude uh walter versus tyler Bate at nxt liverpool if oh you haven't watched God. that match man walter i'm a walter fan he's great i don't so, want to get chopped by him i'm yeah <laughs> hey know, who's gonna right. win in a chopping battle this I, is a little this is a this is just a little dark match for the commercial, but who's winning in a chopping battle? Walter or the Big Show? Oh man. <laughs> I'm sure Big Show, but Walter can probably take a lot of them. I would think Good so. God. But uh no, nah, I don't know. Walter's chops are freaking deafening. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to take one. <laughs> I don't want to take one at all. Yeah, I, I've taken one so hard I was spitting up blood driving home. Bro, I remember my first training day. I left with blood trickling down my chest because I got chopped by everybody. No, this came out my chest, out my mouth. Like, I was spitting it up. Good night. Yeah. Woo! All right, so so you got the UE for this one, or you got Imperium? I got Imperium, man. Ooh, okay. All right. Yep. My my girlfriend ain't gonna like that very much because uh, she says that she says Imperium are the Nazis of professional wrestling. Well, you tell her. I say. <laughs> All right, bro. You ready for this next match? Let's get it. You're gonna love this one. All right. So I wanted a star power match. I wanted something that was just gonna have the fans going crazy. You don't need a fucking star uh, build up to this match because the two names that are in this one. That speaks for itself. In this match, I've got the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, who is the longest reigning New Japan heavyweight champion of all time, versus the great one, The Rock. You've got the two biggest guys, and if you cannot, and if there's one person in this world that can look me in the eye and tell me that Okada is not this Japan's and this generation's The Rock, you're crazy. You're nuts. That man, Okada, is freaking huge around the world. And there's a lot of people that regard him as the greatest pro wrestler in wrestling right now. I mean, look at his matches with Omega. I mean, God bless. So, you've got these two mega powers coming together for one match. I mean, you got the two biggest superstars of their generation coming together for a showdown only worthy for the gods. So, the build-up, you know The Rock. You know The Rock will spend the entire time all the build-up to this match insulting Okada, you know, because he can't speak English or anything like that. And then you'll get some great promos from The Rock because The Rock's a walking promo. Uh, what do you think about this one? Man, why? Yeah, you you really... Man, uh, Okada, he's star-studded himself, you know? You're exactly right by saying he's like The Rock, you know, in his own side over there. Like He's he's done the TV shows. He's done the... Man. He's worshipped as a god in Japan. I mean, that dude, he's gold. He really is. He is the rainmaker. Oh, man, I don't know, man. As far as the buildup, it's definitely, definitely, definitely going to be The Rock, you know, wiping the floor with him. But he's going to keep up with The Rock as far as this buildup. But once it comes down to it, man, Okada, I think he's going to give The Rock a run for his money. Think so? I've seen 
the Okada versus Omega match, and and you Okada's also look it up insane. on YouTube sometimes. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Okada Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, go look it up. That match is it's widely regarded as the greatest match of all time, and that's that's a huge that is a statement that is huge when it's put next to any match. You know, last time we were on here, Levi, you told me that you know you're gonna throw these stumpers out here for me, and you just did that because a big part of me wants to say The Rock because you know I grew up watching The Rock. You know everything about The Rock, but then you take these other people who people around us don't normally see, and it's just like, oh, that's wow. <laughs> God, hey, man, why you this, do is that? A match I, this is a match I've been talking about just as my dream matches for a long time, and so I knew from the get-go I had to put that on there. You said any and, promotion. Hell yeah, any and promotion, man. I, anywhere <laughs> in the world, and I love it, and I think that this match, I think this match would be so much fun to wa- watch because... The Rock, his thing that separated him from and made his matches gold was all of his high spots. All of the mm-hmm. stuff that he he would just his selling from to the spots to where he'd come back from getting his ass whooped all the way to the end of the match. But Okada, he can work everything in between those high spots. I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, he can make anything I mean the whole match look good. And so that's why for me, this match wouldn't go any less than less than 45 minutes. You know it would be non-stop just oh, beating God. the hell out of each other. But I think that in the end, this match is going to end with a true passing of the torch. And you're going to see the winner being Okada. That's what I was wanting to say, but I was thinking to myself, am I really saying that? Because <laughs> I can see like with The Rock that there'd be like a spectacular heart-stopping uh, false finish, you know what I mean? Where you think he's about to go over and then bam, just, man, yeah, I gotta agree with you there. You going with Okada on that one? You going with Okada. Alright, man, and we got we got the winner of probably the biggest showdown to be put in front of the gods is Kazuchika Okada. So man. who's your match, man? Who do you got? And if it's another 76-person right. faction match... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I got an actual tag match. Okay. And I put this one pretty simple. You're, because... a, you're a faction and tag team fan aren't you man i'm a i'm a big fan of tag team wrestling because it's, that's what i've had you know my twin brother we were the double we were double trouble you know we were a faction we fell apart we came back like i'm just i've always had a partner with me i guess you know i've not really had such a good solo wrestling all career right. all right I can but um, yeah i'll cut you a chance jeffrey's promo sometimes all um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but i put down and i was ready to say i didn't want to leave the women out so i did put down so it's kind of a not so simple but something that would be a dream match i'm sure of these opponents of Trish Stratus and Lita as a tag team against okay. Sasha Banks and Bailey. Okay. Special guest referee. You ready? Who's that? China. Ooh. And then nice. I added a special enforcer. You ready for this? <laughs> you got man. I got Miss Elizabeth, and I'll oh, tell you yeah. why. I'll tell you why because when you have well these girls Sasha Banks and Bailey they're on fire right now as much as I don't really care for Bailey being the SmackDown Women's Champion these ladies are on fire then you have these you know Trish Stratus and Lita Hall of Famers in their own rights you know they've had good feuds against each other and then you have China as the special guest referee now who is going to mess with that referee now is this going to be like now are we doing an actual wrestling match or is this going to turn into some freaky deaky porn like no China's... this is the actual this is the actual tag in tag out match. This is going to turn into some big uh, bra and panties mud stripped down type no I know that I know that China had some kind of porn where she did like Queen of the Ring and had like a Triple H parody and all this stuff and I oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know yeah. if it was going to turn into that <laughs> yeah I've I seen that we'll talk about that on that episode <laughs> but um where... We just lost 35 viewers because they were yeah, like, we oh, my son's <laughs> listening to this. Oh, my God. Hey, I did see the E next to it, so it did have the rating next to it, which was pretty cool. Hey, that is pretty cool. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, they put the E next to it. Okay. All right. I yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Cuss all you want to, you motherfuckers. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. That's right. We're we're explicit in this bitch. <laughs> put, all right. Um, so, so I put Miss got... Elizabeth as an enforcer because just think about how Miss Elizabeth was back then. She was never confrontational. She was always the one who was trying to keep the peace. So could you imagine China being the referee and something goes down in this already spectacular match with these four women and China goes down and Miss Elizabeth, of all people, has to 
come in and count a three. Oh, oh man. my god. That would be now is she gonna be wearing an NWO shirt or is she gonna be wearing her uh nice dress? Hey, you know what, Levi? That's a good point. I never thought about that. She could come out there as the nice <laughs> Miss Elizabeth in the later times, you know what I mean? And then bam, pull off like everyone else did, take off the shirt or throw off the little old timey blouse and bam, NWO under there and she counts a dirty pin. She'll hey. rip off her she'll rip off her top and it'll be the I'm not a role model Bailey T shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so who you got for this one, man? Man, I'm gonna have to go with Miss Elizabeth counting the one, two, three for Trish Stratus on Bailey. Okay, all I right. I don't know why that that vision just popped in my head because I could just see how it would all go down and, and break down. You know, you get a hot tag and bam, China goes down during the hot tag. I could just, I just this vision of mine. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's I why like it's called that. vision. See that? Yeah, it's called vision. I like that. Well, you made me feel like a real dick because I did not put a women's match on my card. Um, but dick. I know it, man. I'm that sexist piece of shit. Oh I'm telling Sarah. Sarah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't tell her. But, uh, yeah, man, that's good. I'm going a little bit more. I like the dirty finishes. So, and I like swerves. So, and I'm not talking about Isaiah Scott because. I was getting ready to say, are you going there too? No, I don't want to go there. He's, I don't, we ain't going to talk about him. But um, <laughs> I I like swerves. So what I would do in that match from a creative standpoint is I, you, Trish and Lita are going to be the hot. They're going to be the ones that everybody expects to win. They're like, all right, Trish and Lita are there. All right, so you're going to have Trish and Lita just showcasing all the time that they still got it. China's going to be behind them because she's wrestled both of them. All right, so she's going to be, she's going to be a nice down the middle officiant, or officiate or official, whatever the hell you want to call it. But she's kind of, you're going to see throughout the match that she's kind of leaning towards Lita and Trish. All right. So Bailey and Sasha are getting the one up. And then, but Lita and Trish are going to come back. And then you're going to see a stratosphere off the corner. And then Lita hit a moonsault. And as China's going for the three count on them, Miss Elizabeth's coming in with a pipe and hitting China in the back of the head and knocking her out and pulling okay. Bailey on top of And then hits Trish with it and pulls Bailey on top and counts the one, two, three. God, that would cause a big crowd reaction because that is something you totally wouldn't see Miss Elizabeth do. Exactly. And Take I think that. that element and bam money yep yep like you said she's such a quiet just the mm-hmm. the poster girl for the for what a woman should be in professional wrestling and mm-hmm. then bam she hits you with the whole Kogan swerve <laughs> man nice i like that so yeah yeah that's who i'm going with bailey and sasha okay. and i'm not a huge fan of them <laughs> all right so with that being said you're really gonna like my next match and you'll see why whenever what you i came up with so this is a match that I can see today. And if I ever get to see this feud, you're going to see me like a kid in a candy store because this match is going to be a no-holds-barred street fight. This match is going to be the architect, Seth Rollins, versus the rated-R superstar, Edge. Wow. wow. And I picked the architect for this one because that is the high of Seth Rollins' career right now. Don't get me wrong, the Monday Night Messiah is great. That, that, that gimmick is awesome for him. But... Nothing beat the architect, and I'm a firm believer if he would not have injured his knee, if he would not have blew out his knee, he would have still been champion, he would have surpassed everybody on the ranks and he that was his prime career man that'd be whew, that'd be a bloody street after it was done <laughs> yeah, so my street build up for that match edge has returned he returns to the company. He costs Rollins his Aztec medallion in his match against Bandito. And so then you hit the, the mind games. And that's what I, was, I would be so excited for in this feud. Because both men are gold on the mic. They can sell anything, especially with the anti-hero moniker. Rollins ain't that good as a face. Edge ain't that good as a face. But they're both golden heels. And so, I mean, the build-up is going to be the show stealer for this match. And I would just love to see that, like, you got one guy coming out after one match. Curb stomp. One guy coming out after another one. Spear. I mean, it'd just be back and forth. And then you would realize that the only way that these two guys can settle this is in a street fight. Wow, that's a tough one, too. That's a damn good one. That build-up sounded awesome. I mean, I mean, the match itself would be so much fun. I mean, it would be oh, so yeah. fun. And I love street fights, especially if you can use the actual, you know, Attitude Era-style blood and everything like that, man. That oh. I, 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 It'd be great. I'd love to be a producer on that match. Oh, me too, man. It'd be so much fun. But yeah. are you ready to hear how I would end this match? Yeah. What You're you going to like this. You're going to like this because 
this pertains to your other match. All right, so you got Macho Man. You got it. Oh no, you've got <laughs> Edge. You've got Edge and Rollins. They're beating the shit out of each other. You know this would be fun. You know it's going to be fast paced, and you know it's going to be sadistic. You know it's going to be them hitting each other with anything they can find. You know Rollins is probably going to jump off the stage, and you know that you're probably going to get some involvement from Christian or somebody trying to help him out, help Edge out, and all that stuff. So the way that I would end this match is. I'm channeling the street fight at WrestleMania between Mick Foley and Edge to where Edge sits up with a flaming table on the si- on the outside of the ring. He's getting ready to spear Rollins through it. So Edge is getting up on the corner, getting ready to spear him, and a hooded figure comes from the crowd and low blows Edge. And as Edge is bent over on the apron, Rollins comes forward and connects with a curb stomp through the flaming table to win the match. That's all well and good. It's pretty wild. But then the wild part comes whenever the hooded figure unmasks to be Lita. Channeling the the old school love triangle that they had and having her side with Seth Rollins to hold his hand up over Edge as the winner. Oh, that would be sadistic and awesome. <laughs> so, I guess I take it back. You're not that big of a dick since you did mention Lita in one of your matches. I tried to, you know. I knew you were going to have a women's match, so I put that I had to put that in there. Yeah. Cough that was cough. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. I like that so, finish, man. So who you got for the winner? I am going to say I'm going to say Ed cuz he's just coming back. I mean I'm, I'm saying this from a fan standpoint, but he's just coming back. He's hot. Fans are on him. He's just he's just on fire. He's he's had this burning of wanting to come back and then he has the crowd behind. I think it's just no hooded figure or anything, but Yeah, just a clean <laughs> Just a clean, yeah. just a clean, just a pen. clean yeah. Okay, all right. It had to be, yeah, with Edge for sure. He wanted that. something and to yeah, prove when he returns. He is the extreme returns. opportunist, so he. And I think that's, I think that would be a cool little thing to put on a poster too. I mean, you got the ar- architect who he builds his wins, he he builds his opportunities and everything, and then you got the extreme opportunist who takes every opportunity given to him, big or small. You know, my favorite opportunity that Edge took was when Vincent Mann had him cash in that money in the bank against Cena. Yep. Oh yeah, man, that was awesome. Love it that. was so, it was such a game changer. Talk about talk about. Talk- uh, take an opportunity yeah absolutely awesome. and and i mean he he opened up a whole new era of professional wrestling with that sure that did. one move yep. all right man so i've got one match left you've got two who you got i have all right <clears throat> this is gonna sound crazy i have the rock and stone cold as a tag team good night yeah in a tornado tag match Old against school. the brothers of destruction Kane and undertaker yeah oh man now Ooh. this you know a tornado tag match could you imagine the stuff that these two could like you know double team moves and stuff Absolutely. Having The Rock and Stone Cold as a tag team doing double team moves, you know, you have or you have Stone Cold stomping the guy in the corner, then you have The Rock punching into hitting the spit in the hand and then punching, you know, Kane over the ropes. And I just think having them two coming off of WrestleMania 19 and then putting them in a tag team together and saying, hey, you're facing the Brothers of Destruction in a tag team title match, you know, vision. And I just think it'd be explosive, the whole build up to it. I heard that, man. That'd be pretty good. The only thing I'd do differently, I'd probably put, the, I'd probably put Triple H in there besides The Rock and do the actual two-man power trip because I was a huge fan of that tag team. I thought it was fucking awesome. But The Rock and Stone Cold would be so interesting because they, their chemistry, like they, there's not a, I don't give a shit what it is. You could tell me they were digging through trash after Gordon Ramsay burned a bunch of shit the night before. <laughs> if it had The Rock and Stone Cold in that sentence, dude, I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. I'm in imbe- <laughs> Like, I'm invested. In, in their own character. Like, Stone Cold, beer drinking, doesn't give a damn. The Rock thinks his shit don't stink era. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be awesome. Absolutely. You got the Brothers Absolutely. of Destruction. Wow. Absolutely. That man. ring so might who do you blow. got winning this? Who you putting over? I think that I'm going to put the Brothers of Destruction over. Because okay. the way I see it is the Rock and Stone Cold, yeah, they're badass. And yes, you know, they're going to be, well, in that times, who knows if they'd be the fan favorites. But I just think that in the end, they couldn't cope together. Like, yeah, just I think because like you said, their, their chemistry, their egos are getting in the way. 
And then, bam, they implode like the mega powers. And then they, you know, they resume their, their rivalry. Absolutely. I think, I, th- I think I'd have to agree with that. I think I would have to, I think it would have to end with Taker and Kane going over. And then a big Austin beer bash at the end. And Austin stunner in the rock before he leaves. Oh, yeah. You gotta have it something have to, like that. It would have to be. Because, I mean, that, like I said, their two egos, they would just implode. But that's a good match. I think that would be, that would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, all right man are you ready for my main event yeah is it the same main event as mine if it is it's gonna be pretty damn cool <laughs> that would be cool go but for it. remember fans the winner of this match will go on to the next pay-per-view to be determined what it's called but to face aj styles the phenomenal one for the medal of mjolnir championship so i've got mr bay bay himself the leader of the undisputed era adam cole versus the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels mm. that right there that that's all you need to hear the the fans win this match there ain't no winner uh, besides the fans because you've got adam cole who is in my mind the modern day Shawn michaels like there is no he is he's he's amazing on the mic his matches are no less than five stars he is just the epitome of what nxt is right now versus the greatest pro wrestler of all time this is like a jaw dropping give you chills and sweats type oh ride, yeah right and you know that, that match. You, you know that cockiness and confidence are gonna just carry these two guys all the way to the match could you imagine the promos oh it'd be so awesome it'd be Baby. so awesome it would be undisputed <laughs> it would <laughs> it'd be heartbreaking yeah Man, but you know that this match, match would be gold you know that you would get anything and everything you could want i see the undisputed era and dx both getting involved and for me i think that it's going to end with one super kick and that's setting up for another just completely unheard of dream match and the winner's got to be Shawn Michaels gotta setting be. up for setting up for HBK versus the phenomenal one, which is an awesome match itself too. Yeah, if you put go, both guys in their prime, golly, good bliss. It'd be nothing worth nothing less worthy of gods. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go with Shawn Michaels on that. I, I totally agree on you. Agree with you on that. Like, oh God, man, that's just such an explosive match. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And you know that the mutual respect would be there because Shawn is such a UE fan. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'd love to see it. That would be a. That would be a. That's. That's an amazing dream match of mine. Wow. Yeah. Now, we didn't have the same last match, but damn, that was a damn good one. <laughs> well, I want to hear what your last match is then. Well, Leva, I think when I say mine, I'm speaking for pretty much all fans. I mean, maybe even yourself. I think we've talked about it. And this has I know to do... Ma- I, know, I know what match you're coming... You're going to announce. <laughs> this I know has what to match do you're fixing to announce. With the guy that we were talking about on our last... And I yep. think we brought it up. And you already know I'm going to say Undertaker versus Sting. Man. Now that right there could sell out two buildings. Easily. Man. Easily. Could I you think imagine so. the build-up to that? We all that would have be wanted the to seller. see it. <sighs> Man, that that, that build up would be the that build up would be the seller in itself. I mean, could you imagine? All right, so just imagine this: Taker just wins a match on like Raw or something like that, and he gets down on one knee, one knee, and leans back to do his holding of the imaginary urn. Oh yeah! And then you see he looks up and sees Sting in the rafters. Like, oh man! And that crow music starts hitting that oh man that oh man that would be awesome the match i'm gonna be honest i probably wouldn't the match probably wouldn't be that great just because i mean taker's great in the ring and i mean sting in his own right but it's more of just high spots you know what i mean like it was more of getting to the high spots for each of their matches but i think if you took both of their gimmicks like the undertakers before the undertaker right before the bad american badass one that would have been that have been great just because Talking about the ministry of darkness yeah oh like when he was even darker awesome yeah. And then give me the sting, and then give me the crow sting from whenever exactly. he came back from uh, getting his face burnt by yep. Vampiro. That was awesome, man. Oh, man, that would be cool. And yes, that is a huge dream match, and everybody wants to see it. And I mean, Sting st- only did, what, one WrestleMania? And, yep. And he should have been facing The Undertaker at that one instead of The Undertaker Absolutely. facing Bray Wyatt instead of Sting facing Triple H with, you know, all those people Absolutely. coming out. That should have Which, happened. don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong those were two awesome matches oh, yeah. with cool build up oh yeah they had their own 
awesome WrestleMania moment. Man, that would have been that would have took the cake. Because especially yeah. if you can see the future, where hey, that would be Sting's one and only WrestleMania. Absolutely, you know, man. That was Undertaker's. What is that? The WrestleMania he faced Brock Lesnar and, and lost the streak. No, he faced. No, was it Bray Wyatt? He faced that one. Yeah, I think it was Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it was Bray Wyatt that. that year because he uh, he it wasn't even dark yet and everybody yeah. was wondering how Taker was going to do it. Yeah, I, think I that heard was that man. Thirty two. Now maybe. did you say? Now did you say you had a dark match or something? Yes, and that match was Dolph Ziggler with Shawn Michaels, two guys who can have the most awesome bumps in the ring. So, Shawn Michaels is Dolph Ziggler's manager mm-hmm. versus Jeff Hardy with his manager, CM Punk. Okay. Four, yeah, that'd be cool. Four former Intercontinental Champions. And I just think with someone kind of like a, more like a hype man, more than like a, a manager, I guess. Kind of like how uh, Hulk Hogan was for um, WrestleMania 1 for Mr. T, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. But not in the tag match. Because I think okay. Ziggler is underestimated. Oh, man. He's the most, he's probably the most underrated wrestler in the world. Yeah. And I think that him and Jeff Hardy could put on such an awesome, awesome match. I think so too, man. But I guess I gotta, I gotta one up you because you know that I always gotta one up you on that kind of stuff. Oh, I've sure. got, I'm just gonna give two honorable mention matches. I won't get into any build up or anything like that, but I will say my two matches and just let everybody sit and think about these two matches. So, my first one would be Dolph Ziggler versus Eddie Guerrero. Nice. You've got Ziggler, who the only reason he's not the top of the company right now is because he's too good at making everybody else look. And then you've got Eddie Guerrero, who could literally fight a duck and make the duck look amazing. Oh, yeah. And then my other honorable mention, and I kind of wish I would have put this on there to actually break it down, but Tommaso Ciampa versus Triple H. I've been so hoping for something like that. Like, I thought for a minute there... I thought something was going to happen just because, but... Yeah, and let me just say, guys, I'm the biggest Tommaso Ciampa fan you're going to find. That man is my... He is my favorite wrestler in the world right now. Hands down, no questions asked. And I read a report today that said that uh, he's literally sitting at home 100% healthy because creative doesn't have anything for him. How the fuck? How the hell? How the fuck do you not have anything for the fucking... Not even on the main roster? He won't go to main roster. He said he'll retire before he goes main roster. But still, get some TV time. I'm upset they had the freaking karaoke competition on SmackDown and they re-showed the, the Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman match from SummerSlam or some shit when they could have been having all these other superstars that are awesome and 100% sitting around wrestling. Absolutely, man. I don't see how the fuck you don't have anything in creative for the fucking psycho killer. For the Blackheart, Tommaso Ciampa. That man is the best heel in the world. The whole world. He got There's, so the crowd over with Daddy's Home. There's, yeah. I mean, a face, a heel, whatever you want. That dude is over. He is the most over wrestler in the world right up there with Cody Rhodes. Like, I, I hands down. And how do you not have anything for him? Instead, you're too busy look at making Karrion Cross look like he's a fucking god. Like, I just, I don't get it, man. But I would love to see him and Triple H go toe-to-toe. I think the mind games, everything would be amazing. Oh, for sure. So you guys can stew on that. You guys can go to your WWE 2K20 or whatever and make that match happen. <laughs> make the Undertaker and Sting one happen for sure. Hell yeah. Oh. But damn, those are some good matches, man. I I enjoyed that. Man, I enjoyed yours. You had some... I thought that I was coming with some off-the-wall stuff, but yours was like off-the-wall greatness because it was like, <laughs> Especially that match, man, with the Keith Lee and Cage and Osprey. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Osprey's amazing, man. Will Osprey is, oh, yeah. is hands down. And like I said, I, this is my challenge to anybody listening, man. If you haven't seen who Bandito is, check this guy out. This guy, I, I actually sent Cortland a link to him the other day. This guy is... Oh, yeah. He's amazing. And there's just so much talent in that in that matchup. Brian Cage is amazing. And it's funny because I saw him on Impact probably six years ago or something like that, six, seven years ago, and he came in on that uh, gut check. You remember that? Their version of Tough Enough? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he came that... in on gut check mm-hmm. and was like the last one to get eliminated. And I thought he was just trash. I thought he was going to be the next mm-hmm. Lash LaRue or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, um, for sure. I was just but... thinking about uh, Okada. Look him up, everybody. Yeah, look Okada up, the Rainmaker. He's awesome. And he's got, he's probably one of the best, he has one of the best entrances in wrestling right now. For sure. But, guys, this is, this is, this was just a journey into our, our, 
minds to see what kind of dream matches we got. And I'm going to post this on Facebook whenever we get it edited. I want to know all y'all's dream matches. I want, I want to start getting everybody involved in interactively through the Facebook page. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm Is in there the, something I'm, like everybody wants us to talk about? or like? Hell yeah, we're going to start taking requests. We want to hear what you guys want to start us to start talking about because mm-hmm. we want to take other people's opinions and give what we think about them. So, guys, yeah, we want to hear anything y'all got to say. Uh, I'm in the process right now of starting up an Instagram page for the show and Cortland will be manning that and we're sure. just trying to get our names out there, man. Just uh, just get the hard camera out there for anybody. I want to, I would love to be able to hop on one day and say that Tommaso Champa listened to my fucking podcast and liked it. You know, that'd be awesome. So, that's just our goal. Oh, man, we want to. We want you guys to have a good time listening to us and take a journey into our minds and get another perspective of what we all have to say. But guys, that's it. That's our. That's our episode. That's that's just a little dream match and creativity episode that we wanted to have. Um, yes. Cortland, you got anything else to say to the people before we leave? I just want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, just like I hope you enjoyed the. Ep- episode about the undertaker and i'm sure me and levi will be getting together about you know what we want to talk about on the next episode and just keep listening keep tuning in everybody i appreciate it and thank you levi for everything hey man that's that's the reason we do what we do you know you you on here is an awesome partner talking about this stuff giving me somebody to just let let all my mental stuff out with and then the listeners, guys, we can't thank y'all enough. Uh, mm. Y'all are the reason we do what we do, and you guys are the reasons that we get to keep doing what we're doing. So Absolutely. with that being said, guys, we are wrapping up this episode. I hope that you guys enjoy, and I hope that you will keep listening and send us to the moon because that's where we're shooting for. I don't want anything less. So, guys, have a good night, and we will catch you next time on the hard camera because that's how we roll. Good night.